episode that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brad. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by tennis, who goes by Big Orange Balls <laughs> on Twitter. What are you up to, you big undefeated Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, How about them balls, trying. baby? <laughs> Both a little hungover from that one, aren't we, brother? Mm, mm. I tell you what, Mike. I tell you what. We did. We came out with a. We did a pod, emergency pod last night, and so much emotion, man. I couldn't go to sleep. I was up all night, seriously. I, I and I'm trying to get away from my phone a little bit in the evenings, mm-hmm. you know, just to not mess the clock up. But I would sit there and I would look at that phone and I'd be like. I got to see what's going on, you know. I got to see I got to see what Peyton Manning's doing right now. I got to see what Morgan Wallen's doing right now. So, I kept jumping on there and I was on it all night long and then of course, I made the bet. Uh I'm going I don't know what I've called. I think I'll call it Bama Walks. So, I went on uh, day 1 of Bama Walks this morning. It was a sacrifice I'm willing to make for those Tennessee Volunteers to upset uh alabama crimson tide so i gotta fulfill that end and uh did not want to get out of bed extra early but i did and uh i went on the walk felt fantastic mike but since then my body has shut down (laughs) it has said you know what you had too much going on emotionally this weekend you've had way too much physically going on this morning i think my body's like you know at first i think it was okay it felt like it was in survival mode but now it's like oh wait we're gonna do this every day so uh yeah man i i again i'm ecstatic if you didn't get to listen to emergency pod be sure to to download that one it's on the youtube too me and mike actually got to do this one in person with video uh but we had an absolute blast mike i tell you what i i am just on cloud nine and you know what's crazy is you know obviously when you go to a game or you watch a game something like that you really get wrapped into it it's not like we had five tvs and we could keep up with everything mm-hmm. i got to re-watch all of the games today and uh dude it was just a fantastic weekend just a top shelf college football action from start to finish yeah big time home upsets underdogs beat Vegas on the spread, so mm-hmm. you know it was a great time. We had all kinds of fans storming the field, and of course, the biggest one of all, they're on Rocky Top. So we got to start there. Shea, SEC turn around and find Tennessee $100,000 for beating <laughs> Nick Saban in Alabama, but really for storming the field. But hey, it was worth it, brother, because number one in the coaches' poll goes down Tennessee 52, Alabama. 49 and man Shane I was thinking about this kind of like you watched it with my dad you were there and it was just a range of emotions you know what I mean Tennessee jumped up 21-7 early he thought my god is Tennessee about to run Alabama out of the building (laughs) I mean we were legitimately having these conversations and then next thing you know Alabama goes on a 27-14 run and Tennessee comes up just a fingernail short on a Hail Mary right before halftime. And Cousin Shane said, man, I got a bad feeling about this one. <laughs> because at, at that point, you know, we kind of joke about Alabama being the Terminator, but 
that's what they are, man. They just keep coming, yeah. keep coming, keep coming. And if you don't put them down, they will make your life miserable. They did it there, Shane. I mean, with uh, 838 remaining, Alabama takes the lead. And on the ensuing possession, Tennessee makes a screw-up on the kickoff, pins them deep. That's when Hendon Hooker fumbled. Alabama scoop and score. I mean, you just had to think that, that Alabama was going to win at that point, didn't you? Yeah, because it's happened. That's that's a Tennessee recipe right there is okay, let's let's give the Vols a little a little hype, a little love, and then all of a sudden let's rip their hearts out. You know, that's usually right. what happens when you watch a volunteer game. And when that when that scoop and score happened, we were like, I don't know about you, but I was personally just like, Well, here we go. You know, we gave them we gave them a run, you know? Right. I I just it, it really I had I don't know, man. It's it's last night was was just a wild wild time because Tennessee grew up, but but Alabama was humanized a little bit too because for for so long when you go against Crimson Tide, you put them uh, you know up on a pedestal, man. It's mm-hmm. like they can't mess up, and if anybody's gonna mess up, it's you. You have to have the perfect game to beat them. And for once, we didn't have a perfect game and still beat them, which is unusual. I mean, it just hasn't happened in the last almost two decades. Right. And, you know, we talk about it all the time, Shane. This feels like a new Tennessee, a different Tennessee, not going to be burdened by the past literally two decades of defeat. Mm -hmm. This is a different era under Josh Heupel, and they proved it because after – you know, suffering what looked like a devastating blow the end of the game, marched 75 yards on 11 plays to tie it up. Alabama has a chance to win the game, Shane. Six, mm-hmm. 16 seconds remaining, miss the kick. And again, Tennessee executed down the stretch, two big throws, one to Ramel Keaton, one to Brew McCoy, 40-yard field goal by Chase McGrath, the most beautiful, ugly kick <laughs> in Tennessee history. And man, it was a uh, it was an incredible, incredible scene. Uh, someone I heard this. I wish I invented this, Shane, but I heard this from someone. Nobody beats the Tennessee Vols sixteen years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, Mike, Mike! I tell you what, man. I will tell you one thing. Brother, Alabama ain't no joke, okay? Yeah. I mean, we could sit here. We could talk about the great game Tennessee Vols had. I don't want to play them again. In fact, I hope we never play them again. I hope they don't make an SEC championship. I hope they don't make a college football playoffs if that's where Tennessee goes because Crimson Tide, man, it, I, Bryce in particular was a damn surgeon out there just yep. dissecting our defense. And it felt like if this game had one more quarter, we were in trouble. If that thing would have went to overtime, mm-hmm. I'm not sure we come out with a victory, brother. Right. You hit on it there. Bryce Young, 35 of 52. Put the team on his back. You got to remember, this is a, yeah. a limited, banged-up Bryce. He was getting, I don't want to say rattled, but he was getting hit de- mm-hmm. all game long, kept getting up. Um, I mean, how many times, Shane, did he make Tennessee's defenders look foolish? I mean, they couldn't get him on the ground. You literally had to bring two guys unblocked, and he'd completely Mm -hmm. make the first one miss, and the second one would finally get him. But he did have 455 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And the guy we called out, Jameer Gibbs, he was incredible. 103 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. He also had five catches, 48 yards. I mean, he lived up to the hype of being that Alvin Kamara 2.0. Uh, 
Alabama 6-6 six six in the red zone. 34 points in that red zone. How about this, Shane? If I told you Alabama was going to win the turnover possession, mm-hmm. I'm, or the turnover battle, excuse me, and they're going to win the second half 29-24, I mean, I think you would have assumed Alabama won the football game, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, that was the recipe, or at least what we thought was the recipe to win this game was to come out, make Alabama make mistakes like they've done all season long, but they didn't other than the penalties, obviously. I mean, clearly we got to mention the penalties. It was a record for them. Right. And uh, and, and that muffed uh, punt uh, or the, you know, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know what the guy was thinking. I feel, you know, you feel bad for kids like that because something triggered in his mind where he thought that that was a, a an opportunity to make something, but clearly Nick Saban was not happy. And I can verify, I Shane, you were not – Feeling bad for him at the moment it happened. Maybe no. maybe in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, right. At the time, I was – no, I, I just thought it was all around. It was a fantastic football game, Mike. It was probably one of the best games I've ever watched. I, I've, I truly believe – I don't want to crown it that because I've, I've seen a lot of great games in my life, mm-hmm. and this is so new right now and so fresh. But, damn, Mike, I got to put it right up there right. because of, of the baggage that, that we had coming into that one, the fact that you haven't beat Nick Saban in 15 years. I mean, th- think about that. All these other teams, the U- University of Louisiana Lafayette has a victory over Alabama and Tennessee doesn't. So, I mean, th- there was – it was just – it was an emotional win, and it was emotional for. It's still going. It's still going. You get on the twitters, you get on TikToks. I don't know. I'm I'm in. I'm algorithmed <laughs> up, man. And there is nothing that exists other than Tennessee stuff right now. I, I just saw Morgan Wallen singing, introduced by Peyton Manning. I don't know where that bar was, but we sure the hell weren't invited to it. But that would have been a fun one. But the everybody, everybody had blast. You saw the the president. They, they were talking about the the the. The damn, uh, what is it? The oh, the uprights coming down, uh-huh. and he's like, ah, don't worry about it. You <laughs> know, he's like, ah, we'll write a check for it. And they, had, I was just glad all them got on the fa- on the field, and they were able to drop that thing in the Tennessee River. Yeah, how about this, Shane? Fifty-two points Tennessee scored, the mm-hmm. most Alabama has given up since nineteen oh seven. I mean, how how wild is that? And think about that. Cedric Tillman wasn't even in the game. And here's Mm -hmm. here's something I was also talking with my dad after you left, Shane. And this is not to, you know, hell, I said it. If if they win this game, Hendon Hooker should be the Heisman favorite. I think he'll win it. Mm -hmm. He didn't even have – he had a hell of a game. I'm not trying to discredit him. I mean, five touchdowns. You can't say he had a bad game. 21 of 30, 385 yards, five touchdowns, 56 rushing. But, Shane – he did not come close to playing his best game of football. No. He had an interception. No. He had that fumble. That was That's on the quarterback. I don't care if the, yeah. even if the running back made a mistake. That's on the quarterback. Scoop and score, Alabama. He had a couple overthrows. One, maybe it was on Ramel Keaton, who may have run the wrong route. But if they connected on that, that was another easy touchdown in this game. So imagine what Tennessee can do if Hendon Hooker plays as well as we've seen him play, I mean, that's why I think it's legitimate at this point in time to talk playoff and an SEC championship. They got yeah. they got a long way to go. I'm not we can't just crown them right, right. now. But hey, there's discussion. They got they got plenty of votes 
15 votes, I believe it was, Shane, for the number one team in the in the country. I think they've, mm-hmm. they've earned that. Yeah, and, and it was just, like you said, it wasn't his greatest game. And it was great. Don't, don't, don't take that out of context. It was great. But the, clearly, if you watch this game, there was a few opportunities. Tennessee left some points out there and uh, just a little dialed up, a little wired, you know, a little, little too heavy on that, uh, on that, on that back throw. So I, that's just what I saw, but I want to, I want to say this, Mike, it's, it's almost criminal that we're this far into the podcast and we have not mentioned Jalen Hyatt. Mm -hmm. I mean, here is a kid, everybody has crowned Tillman coming into the season as one of the greatest receivers in the country. Definitely the best, best receiver on Tennessee's roster. But I'm telling you, man, this Jalen Hyatt is just a touchdown machine, man. He is just electric, and and you know he had. A, we talked about this, Mike, uh, in the in the living room there. It's just this kid, you know, he had the drops, the oopsies of the last year, and we're yeah. not seeing that coming into this season. We're seeing a polished receiver that that has getting national attention finally. Well, there was a reason I was holding off, Shane. Six catches, two hundred seven yards, five touchdowns. Jalen Hyatt, SEC Offensive Player of the Week. I mean, there was no other choice for this award. And how about this, uh, Shane? Nick Saban, during his entire Mm -hmm. time in Alabama, has never allowed a single receiver to have 100 or more receiving yards and three touchdowns in a single Mm -hmm. game. Hell, Hyatt went over 200 and, of course, the five touchdowns. So he smashed that record. Credit Tennessee's coaching staff for – continuing to get Jalen Hyatt in favorable matchups time and time again. Alabama clearly had no answer for the most dangerous player on the field. And and because of that, Shane, I'm giving Josh Heupel SEC Coach of the Week. I mean, this is obviously the biggest win of, of his tenure there, his entire coaching career. Uh, I mean, this is a program changer. I mean, this, like I said, this has got to be – this is not the end. This is the beginning – and all of a sudden, Tennessee's in that playoff conversation. I got one more award. Chase McGrath, Shane, the, again, the ugliest, most beautiful <laughs> kick of all time. Special teams player of the, of the week. He missed the PAT. You're sitting here saying, oh, God, that's going to come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. It was it was shades of uh, Will Hoyt there against Florida. Missing the PAT, but nailing yeah. the game winner. And uh, this Tennessee just doesn't know any other way, do they? They're give their hearty, heart attack balls here. Oh, I thought you were going to save that award for LSU's kick returner there. I, but I guess if we're going to give it to anybody, we'll give it to Chase. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit late. Um, uh, during the week, uh, I don't know that I, I downplayed it, but uh, I certainly didn't recognize it and, and, and felt it and knew it uh, from the moment that I've gotten here. Uh, tonight, obviously, was for our, our, our players, but um, – it's for our former players. Um, it's for our donors. It's for our fans. Um, I know how much this has meant um, to the people of, of Tennessee and Ball Nation, and, and uh, so excited that uh, we were able to come out with the win uh, for everybody involved. It, uh, it was a great night, and um, man, just uh, I think it just speaks to the mentality, the growth, and the progress of the individuals inside of our locker room and collectively as a team speaks to our coaching staff, Coach Golish, you know, Coach Banks, Coach Eckler, our coordinators and, and every assistant coach, our young coaches too, just the growth inside of our program from the time that we've gotten here, the ability to be resilient 
it wasn't pretty in the second half. There's a lot of things that uh, we didn't do at the level that we're capable of, but our kids continue to reset and go play and, and believe and um, you know, ultimately find a way when it takes zero to be on the right side of the scoreboard. So really proud of them and, and uh, you know, excited to be able to celebrate with everybody tonight. People watch Ken Dan tonight and want to know if he was up to the hype that they had heard. He had five, <coughs> five touchdown passes in the biggest game of his life. What do you think their takeaway of him should be? Man, guy's playing at an unbelievable level. Um, smart, tough, competitive, decisive, accurate with the football, short, medium, deep. Um, God, he controlled the game uh, for us and uh, used his feet when he had to. Um, He's the uh, the key to the ignition that makes us go, man. We saw some pictures from the locker room. How was the cigar? <laughs> I smoked it slow, but it was dang good. All right, so it uh, it was a great great night, man. It uh, so much fun. I mean, from former players to you know our current players, guys that just finished a year ago that are a huge part of uh, of this culture and, and what this program has been able to do this year. Um, but just that trajectory from, from last year, and, and uh, man, it was a great night. Coach, you talked about doing things differently at the end. On offense, when the ball got down to 30, what was kind of the strategy throwing it through your times? Was it trying to set up for the field goal, or were um, you trying to score a touchdown? No, we were trying to move it closer, and we thought that they were, they were blitzing and had a load of block box a lot, uh, and you know, thought we could make plays in the passing game. You know, Jameer had a chance to make a play. Um, now that's the best thing that we did all night, so you know, that's how we thought we could get it closer. Uh, when I say that, I, I don't mean we should have ran it instead of pass it. I didn't mean that at all. Um, you know, they were blitzing and we were in empty. So um, you got to throw the ball hot, and we, we didn't we didn't do it exactly right. Coach, the Tennessee offense was moving really fast in the first half, but the defense did respond with three consecutive stops. How do you think the defense responded to the, the no huddle offense by Tennessee? Yeah, well, I don't think the no-huddle offense was the issue for us. I think it was covering their receivers and um, allowing way too many big plays. They created a lot of mismatches. We were trying to play nickel, so they were trying to get their best receivers on our safeties. And, um, you know, they did it a couple times, and we gave up big plays. Um, we started dropping eight guys. That helped us in the second quarter. Um, we played. We did the same thing in the third quarter. We played some dimes, so we had better matchups against them. So we made some good adjustments in the game, but um, you know, just gave up too many big plays. I mean, even the second half, they scored on big plays. Hey, uh, again, are we not jumping off this game just yet? Are we? I, I know we talked a lot of Tennessee and Alabama here, but I do want to. I do want to stress mm -hmm. that this is not the last that you see Alabama. No. This is not the last. I, I think this team grew up a little bit today, man. I think they needed to get punched in the mouth and lose a game. And, and you know, and it wasn't because of that offense, man. It's the defense was, was, was put on display, man. They were just opened up and, and we could have done anything we wanted against them. And I, I, I when I'm looking at offense and I see uh, Gibbs, Gibbs is probably, I told you, Mike, and I, I'm in love with this kid. Yeah. He's an absolute 
athlete. I cannot wait to draft him in my fantasy football leagues. He is a smooth glider. He reminds me a lot of Camara Man. Mm-hmm. He just, he's just electric. He could slow down. I've never seen any. I haven't seen it in a long. I haven't seen him at the collegiate level in a long time. It's just he's a dynamic player, and if he could get the catching down, because he did have a few drops, man. Yeah. This kid is going to be dynamite, and maybe in a future Pro Bowler, but. Uh, but this Bama team is loaded on the offense side. They just got to straighten up on defense, man. They just they left too much out there on the field, and and if they could correct that, and I guarantee Nick Saban's going to approach that, especially with the penalties. How many penalties they have in this game? Sixteen. What a program record. Yeah. I mean, and most of that was on the defensive side of the ball. If they can clean that up and straighten it up. Alabama still can beat anybody in the country. So right. I'm sure the Tide fans, they're not going to lose too much sleep over this one. But, again, a huge victory for those volunteers. Right. And they're no longer first place in the West. Ole Miss is, but they still have that Ole Miss game. It's in Oxford. Mm-hmm. They also have to go to Tiger Stadium, LSU. I mean, so the, and Mississippi State next week. I mean, this is not an easy road. The, the margin for error is none at this point in time. For Alabama, but hell, Shane of of Nick Saban's incredible dynasty there. I believe there's only two seasons he went undefeated. So this yeah. they're no stranger to dropping a game and responding. Right. And just like last season, they lost to A and M, won the SEC, maybe could have won the national championship had they not suffered some injuries. We all know the story. But this was not the end for Alabama. They like you said they'll get it corrected and and hell we got to again we got to remember Bryce Young <laughs> as incredible as it is to say this was not even him at 100%. This is what I was trying to tell people in the pregame. He only had one pass of 20 yards down the field. He was clearly <laughs> they didn't they, you know he just didn't have the arm strength to to accurately push right. the ball down the field. So imagine when that's coming. I mean it, he's going to be even more dangerous. Uh, yeah, th- this is this is clearly not the end for Alabama. All right, Shay. Well, hey, speaking of Tennessee, we partnered up with a Tennessee Knoxville-based brand here, GameTimeSidekicks.com. Check them out. We both got our mugs. I sent one down to Shane here. I'm holding mine yeah. here. But Shane, I know he's loving his Game Time Sidekicks. Shane, these are officially licensed stainless steel drinkware. They make NCAA, NFL. NBA, they a number of products, tumblers, bottles, shakers, sippy cups. I brought this, my dad won for the game here, Shane. Mm-hmm. He turned around and ordered six dozen for Christmas gifts. This is one heck of an idea if you got someone with a birthday coming up. I know your brother does. I'm getting him a Game Time Sidekicks. <laughs> and if you go to GameTimeSidekicks.com, use the promo code HEYBUDDY, all one word, you'll get 15% off your entire order. You can find this information in the show notes. And I finally gave the Tennessee Homer his game time sidekicks. What do you think about it? Oh man, I'm playing with it right now, showing the showing the audience, but I can't get the thing to zoom in. I'm telling you, the thing I love about these cups is the, the quality. Just they're mm-hmm. heavy duty. You could throw them in the back of the truck. They're gonna be fine. Uh this one, this one here is probably my favorite of the of the group. But get online. When you get online, you can see it. every sport, every team. Uh, so if you like Tennessee football, if or if you like Tennessee baseball, they've got baseball cups. This, these things are going to be the reason I like it is one of the things your dad did, and I thought it was smart. Is just get a few of these things, and then because there's always those last minute 
that gifts you got to give somebody mm-hmm. nothing beats this tumbler man <laughs> i mean this is this is high quality stuff so you want to support the show jump on there put on code uh, hey buddy you got that website one more time yes sir game time sidekicks all one word dot com you can find a link to that again in the show notes just click it it'll take you right to it and all you got to do is use that promo code hey buddy all one word and they'll give you 15% off your entire order. Can't beat it, Shane. You can't beat that deal. <laughs> and speak, yeah. speaking of uh, Tennessee-based sponsors, Shane, the Wager app. Again, we're ice cold here on, the, on this oh, betting service. where We went 0 for 2, but that's good news for you guys. Just fade our picks. Head on over to Wager. There's, a, again, a link in the description of the show to get you this Wager app. And if you use that promo code SEC, they'll give you 20 bucks completely free don't even need a credit card to get started shane what is this voodoo we are offering these people free money right here and wager is also matching your initial deposit up to 100 bucks how do you feel about losing another wager shane terrible mike (laughs) terrible i am you know but it's the it's the price i'm willing to pay to pull off upsets against Alabama, <laughs> exactly. you know? I'm, I did this for Ball Nation, but you're right, man. I think this is three weeks in a row. Uh-huh. I am putting out nothing but losers. <laughs> so if you want to know who's winning the game, you just ask who Shane thinks is going to lose the game and just come up there and get my money. I'm just giving it away. Jump on there. Take my money. I'm seriously just giving money away on the app. Yep. And last but not certainly not least, Shane, Prize Picks also sponsoring for the second year in a row. Same promo code SEC. They'll match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. And Shane was laughing and calling out all my prize picks on Friday. <laughs> Again, three for three. Zach mm. Evans over. Will Rogers under. Rocket Sanders over. Had you listened to me, you would you go down there and hit that link, put in that promo code SEC, Shane. You would be on a $10 bet, you'd have made over $100. So hit up prizepicks.com. Don't forget that promo code SEC Daily Fantasy Sports. I give out winners every Friday on the show. Prizepicks.com promo SEC. All right, Shane. Well, hey, speaking of that, I mean, with the wager, your what your wager of the week by prize pick selection, Kentucky pulls stunning upset. Not stunning if you listen to me, but they beat Mississippi State, Shane, 27-17. What a wild game, Shane, where we're not necessarily a game, but the series. I mean, that's basically why I went with Kentucky because whoever you think is going to win it, It usually goes the opposite way, and I do not know what in the hell got into Mississippi State here, Shane, but 22 rushing yards in this ball game, 203 passing. I mean, this was was dreadful. While Kentucky got back to being Kentucky, Shane, 239 passing, 239 rushing, literally as balanced as you can get. That's how Kentucky becomes dangerous. And all of a sudden, Kentucky is alive again. They get a bye week to, to rest up, play Tennessee. Surely, that's not going to be an easy test. I'm not saying it is. But you, then you turn around and you host Georgia. You still have a ton of hope left if you're a Kentucky Wildcat after pulling off this stunning upset, don't you think? Brother, to go from Tennessee and 
Alabama and Arkansas and BYU to turn this <laughs> damn thing on. I'm telling you, that first half was absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this this was. I mean, what I took from this, Mike, was was adjustments. This came down to coaching, and and yeah. and Stoops just out coached the pirate. Uh, he, you know, he 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 was willing to change things up. And uh, Rodriguez comes out here has a freaking hell of a game. Yeah. I, I mean, he should have had another touchdown, uh, but you know, it was at the end of the game. But uh, this this Kentucky team, when they got Will Levis. Which they almost lost him. Yeah, you know, I was a little worried when he went down. I thought, We're, here he is. He's done for the season. He has taken an absolute beating. That man, if you're giving out an award for tough man of the year, I'm giving it to Will Levis. The fact that he's able to keep bouncing back into these games blows my mind. Yeah. But with Will Levis and Rodriguez on the field at the same time, Kentucky can beat anybody, man. But if they lose one of those guys, it's it's almost like they got to have each other. And Mississippi State, what can I say? I, this is two weird duds in a row, you know, not in a row, but the LSU game. And now yeah. you got Kentucky. It's just, just when you get bought into the hype, they come around and bite you in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so disappointing, Shane. And it's, uh, you know, not only this Mississippi state team, but for whatever reason, this is Mike Leach's MO. And I know one team doesn't have anything to do with the, with the last or, you know, but this is what happened at tech. This is what happened at Washington state. You come mm-hmm. and you have these eggs, and you know I'm not sitting here saying it's going to happen. But if they turn around here in a couple of weeks and beat Georgia in Starkville, <laughs> you know I ain't going to even be stunned. I mean, for whatever reason, they're just so up and down. Uh, you know, I already hear Georgia fans typing. I mean, I I probably pick Georgia to win by 24 points right now. But again, <laughs> would not be stunned if Mississippi State pulls something like they play Alabama. Who knows? Again, I don't think that's likely, but that's just the way Mississippi State plays under Mike Leach. So, so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I love the fact you gave Will Levis a shout-out, Shane. 17 of 23, 230 yards, touchdown, an interception. Did have that pick six, was a little ugly. But yeah. he got hurt, had himself a, a little Paul Pierce, Willis Reed moment, came rushing back out. The crowd went wild. I'm giving Will Levis, Shane, clutch player of the week. 10 for 10 on third and fourth down passing. I mean, yeah. you got to be razor, razor sharp to do something like that in a tight, contested SEC ball game. Kentucky does not win this game without Will Levis. And you said it, man. The man, the beast is back, baby. 30 rushes, yeah. 196 for Chris Rodriguez, and two touchdowns, like you said, could have easily been three. You got this dynamic duo, even though the offensive line. Still questionable. I mean, your quarterback nearly got killed, but they're so good. They're they're overcoming the offensive line, which is just incredibly, incredibly hard to do at this level of football. Again, 48 rushes, 239 rushing yards for Kentucky, 22 for Mississippi State. I mean, that's, that's your ball game right there. Uh, and it really came down to the red zone, Shane. Kentucky was uh-huh. – I, I want to ask you on this before you get too far into stats, Mike. Watching this game, did you feel like this was more about Mississippi State's offense being underwhelming, or was it the Kentucky defense being stingy? And uh, because it did kind of feel like they played like like wild men over there, you know. It, at times, it felt like they were just in total control of this ball game. So coming away from watching this, did 
Do you, are you more impressed with Kentucky's defense or are you, you more disappointed in Mississippi State's offense? I mean, honestly, Shane, and, and man, you just set me up for disaster here, but <laughs> I'm more disappointed in Mississippi State offense. I mean, it was just yeah. dreadful. And, and here was a killer, Shane, 13 penalties for 109 yards. So anytime they really got something going, damn penalty backed them up, you know. So mm-hmm. you're getting away from what you have been against the likes of Arkansas and A&M getting to that ground game. You were just pathetic on the ground. Yeah. But, you know, Mississippi State is never going to win a low-scoring slugfest, or at least, you know, they're not built to do that. They're built to get into to a – high-scoring football game, and they just – again, they the offense scored 10 points, Shane, because of the mm-hmm. pick six. So, I mean, no, this was awful, awful, awful for a Mississippi State team that here we sit here half the time and say, my God, they got the best receiving core in the league. <laughs> and then half the time they don't show up. Uh, you know, Will Rogers, the, this is – no one in, the, in SEC history has got more completions than Will Rogers. Yet we got 10 points – against a Kentucky team that just lost to South Carolina. Now, I know mm-hmm. they didn't have their quarterback, and that's a big, big caveat, and that's kind of why I give Kentucky so much respect in the power rankings. But it's not that you lost a game. It's how you lost it. The ugliness, mm-hmm. being unprepared is what it looked like, sleepwalking. You can't go – this is not your grandfather's Kentucky shade. You can't sleepwalk <laughs> up there in Lexington. you got to come in with your A game just to be in it. And they came in with a C game. And, I mean, this final score was not even indicative of the beatdown mm-hmm. Kentucky gave Mississippi State. Again, credit to Kentucky. I thought they had the will to fight with their backs against the wall. Their season was done if they didn't win this ball game, and they dominated it. Yeah, man, this is a huge – I think this is a huge bounce-back game for them. And, and one this fandom needed. This, this The crowd was still there, man. Yeah. I, I thought it would be thinned out. I thought, you know, they'd already be buying their basketball jerseys and moved on to March Madness, you know, talk. But yep. they were there, man. They were there to support those guys. And uh, it was a hell of a game and, and, and at the perfect time because Kentucky could have – easily have spiraled this thing just packed up their bags and went home and they did and they came out here and got another top 25 win and how about that i keep thinking will rogers as he lays his head down on that pillow shane he's gonna be hearing that kentucky dong 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 mississippi state three of 11 on third down man that's just disappointing. But, hey, again, credit Kentucky. You kept your season alive. You're going into the bye week with a ton of momentum. Get Will Levis healthy. And I'm just saying, Shane, I know you don't want to hear this right now, but this Tennessee-Kentucky game, and not saying Tennessee's going to overlook Kentucky, but this is this is Kentucky's damn Super Bowl. This is the team they yeah. hate more than anybody. They're going to come ready to play, and, and Tennessee better bring your A game. Otherwise, yeah, you know right now Mark Stoops is, is saying, hey, we have not lived up to expectation, but our season will be made if we can wreck Tennessee's. That's that's a hell of a motivation right there, if you ask me. I tell you, brother, I talked to a lot of people today, and and the usually the the comment I heard the most was uh, Georgia's next. Yep. You know, we got Alabama down now. Georgia, I'm like, what? We don't play Kentucky anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the more I think about it and watched how they played, I don't want any part of that team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you cannot overlook them Wildcats for sure. How early in the week did you know you were going to get this kind of performance? Was there any kind of tip off? No. I, don't, I, I, I just felt, 
you know, after the game, I told you I challenged them. Uh, you know, I took probably a different approach in the locker room uh, last week, but they de- I, I, they deserved it. You know, we, the truth is the truth. And uh, we all have to share in that responsibility when, when things go wrong, you know. And uh, I felt like they would respond. I felt good about it all week. Um, but, again, they're beat up and, and, uh, and hurting in certain ways. Uh, but, you know, probably more than anything, their pride was hurt. And so they responded in the right way. And uh, so I felt pretty good that, that we would play again with the, with the energy and passion and toughness that we play with. I did not. I did send somebody in to get me a quick word back, though. I had to send somebody in. I wasn't waiting on Gabe to give me the result. So I sent a little birdie in, and the birdie said that that the x-ray was negative and that uh, I knew what that guy, being that it was a non-throwing shoulder, that if it wasn't broke, he'd be back out here. And uh, sure enough, he was. Mm-hmm. I spoke to you on Thursday and uh, asked about, you know, how you guys plan to uh, slow down. Uh, I slowed down that Will Rogers, a quarterback, and you said there was a million-dollar question. Um, he had his lowest total in yards of the season tonight and only threw one touchdown after having games of three and six. So I'm going to ask you again, how do you slow down? Uh, team effort, team effort. Um, the offense uh, possessed the ball. Not that that's our total game plan when we play people like that, but getting first downs, moving the chains, you know, scoring points, it's all important. You know, and uh, defensively had some big stops. I thought that they had a great game plan. Uh, Brad did a great job. Defensive coaches did a great job. And, uh, and you know, mixed it up well. Our players executed. Um, and, uh, you know, it was really a, a team effort. Well, speaking of bouncing back, Shane, LSU goes on the road, beats Florida 45-35, wild Back and forth game. Here's how wild this game was, Shane. Florida won the first quarter, 14-7. LSU won the second quarter, 21-7. And then LSU responded in the third quarter, 14-0. But then Florida came roaring back, won the fourth quarter, 14-3. And, man, I don't – man, if I'm a Florida fan, I'm not saying you may have won the game or you deserve to win the game, but – I don't know about this uh, this roughing the passer we had late in the game, Shane. There was 547 on mm-hmm. the clock. Jaden Daniels got intercepted, and Gervon Dexter didn't obviously didn't sack him. If it was a sack, he wouldn't have thrown it. But he, he you know he hit him and he landed on him. They they called it roughing the passer. It was it was one of those soft NFL roughing the passer penalties. And yeah, I get we're trying to get that out of the game and all that, but. I don't, what in the hell's a lineman who's he's trying to make a play and he lands on a quarterback? I I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I I hated that. And, and like I said, there were Florida had the ball nearly six minutes left, down a score. I think this may have been a different ball game. If if I'm a Florida fan, I'm so severely disappointed by defense, but I'm sick over that call. How about you? Well, yeah, I am, but. <sighs> It shouldn't have got to that point, I think. It depends on which way you're looking at this thing. There was opportunities LSU really could have just blown this game out of the water. Yeah. But there was opportunities that Florida could could have been up. And and I, I just think it was just – it came down to little moments. 
Um, and, and unfortunately, LSU just put a few of those together. And I say what you want. I, I think this uh, this Daniels kid, mm-hmm. probably the best mobile quarterback in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just – he's you really have to take – nothing against Anthony Richardson because he had a gorgeous run yeah. in this game. But, 81 yards. Absolutely. And, it, and if you watch it, it's probably one of the plays of the week. But the fact of the matter is – Daniels was able to do that type of run in just about every series. He is a true threat over there, and uh, and they're starting to get the passing game going. And I told you, man, I told you this about LSU Tigers. They're progressively getting better every single game. Now, it may not show up on the stat line. It may not show up on the scoreboard. But at this team right here, if it were playing – Starting the season over again, there's a good shot that they, you know, could be undefeated or at one lost team. So right. they're 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 dangerous. So I don't want to take away from the victory. Uh, Florida had its moments and opportunities, and and we told you we needed we needed NFL Anthony Richardson to show up, and and there was times he did, but he just wasn't consistent enough to win this game. Yeah, especially early. I mean, that was such a beautiful pass right out the gate you're thinking oh oh, oh, yeah Yeah, i know nfl ar showed up (laughs) i thought it was i thought it was over man the crowd was into it Mm -hmm. i just i was like oh man we're gonna have a blowout why not because shane picked lsu so i figured that was gonna happen anyway but uh they got away there was just there was nothing offensively with Florida other than Anthony Richardson and you just can't do that. You can't you can't rely just on your quarterback. We the running game went away. The the there's there's no weapons on the outside that are really stepping up. Mm-hmm. When you think of some of these great Florida teams that have played, there's always been that one receiver or two receiver or a tight end like Kyle. You know, yeah. it's just we don't have that right now. I don't feel like and 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 that's what they need. They need a little X factor on the outside to keep some of these defenses honest and 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 out of these eight man you know uh, loaded boxes. Well, you're worried about the offense, Shane. I'm worried about the defense. There was. Now, I've taken out kneel downs because that's not a real possession. But there was 18 drives in this game by both teams, Mm -hmm. 11 touchdowns in those 18 drives. (laughs) So here's LSU's drive chart. Six straight touchdowns to open the game. Jeez. A punt, a field goal, and then the end of the game. So, I mean, they did whatever the hell they wanted basically on offense. Mm -hmm. Florida, you know, they were up and down. Touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown, punt. Downs, downs, touchdown, touchdown, downs. So, I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth. And like you said, Jane Daniels, my goodness, Shane, six <laughs> touchdowns, three passing, three rushing. He's incredible. He's. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm not saying he's the best player in the SEC, but I think he's maybe the most valuable to his team. As if you take him off the team, I don't, <laughs> hell, they may have two wins. You know what I mean? <laughs> He has just, uh-huh. just been a revelation. We finally got Keyshawn Butte going, six catches, 115. I thought Anthony Richardson maybe a little lacking on some touch throws. That was maybe one of the critiques I'd have. I mean, he played out of his mind, but still missing a little touch there. Uh, I mean, Florida did win the rushing battle, 210 rushing yards, four touchdowns. But this is tough, man. Florida, third down defense, Shane. Mm-hmm. literally dead last in the country, 131 in the country. And I, I saw this going around. I'll share it on YouTube, Shane. This is one of the funniest damn things I saw on Sunday. Somebody said, hey, you want to scare the hell out of a Florida fan? 
go dressed as a third down marker for Halloween because <laughs> man, they are just they cannot stop a cold on uh, on third down here. Uh-oh. And uh, man, it's it's rough. LSU eight of twelve on third down and uh, five for five in the red zone. And and those are the plays you got to make to win football games on the road in the SEC. And if if you're Florida, you just can't drop these games. You know what? Mike, let me ask you. I'm gonna put you on the spot. So let's say we're picking teams. LSU got LSU's roster, Florida's roster, and obviously you want to secure a quarterback. Which quarterback are you taking right now? Twenty-two. I mean, I'm taking Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. I, man. S- I certainly think Anthony Richardson's got a higher ceiling, but he's just so inconsistent at this point in time. Mm-mm-mm. Ryan, obviously you said this week like you had seen improvement a little bit from Jaden in that Tennessee game, but had you noticed signs that something like this was coming? Absolutely, of course. I mean, we were hoping that uh, he was going to be more uh, assertive with the football and push it down the field. He's seeing things a lot better. Uh, the offense is coming to him. Um, it's a new offense that he's in, uh, and um, it's it's slowing down for him. Um, and, and obviously, you know, throwing for three and running for three, you saw his athletic ability and his ability to um, to move this offense. You had a few uh, kind of Tiger Woods fist bumps there, I guess. What are you kind of feeling on the on the sideline as you're kind of trying to build this thing? Anymore? You know, I just felt like, you know, we didn't get a lot of breaks tonight. Um, it, it just seemed like, you know, every replay went against us. It seemed like, you know, you know, we got, you know, Jack, Jack's our best returner and, you know, he's trying to, you know, return one when maybe he should have fair caught it. He's our best guy and, and it gets on the ground. I just felt like our guys deserve to win that game. So when something went well, you know, I, I, my emotions probably showed. And, um, you know, I, I felt like, you know, we deserved a, a break or two. I, I hate to sound like a broken record on this every week, but, but the defense, especially in the key situations, you were saying last week it's fixable. What what continues to kind of go awry in those situations, you think? Well, I think that, um, you know, what I see is I see, um, I see opportunity, right? I see a lot of opportunity. And, um, you know, you got to give a little bit of credit to LSU tonight. You know, the skill players, the quarterback, um, certainly I don't know that we tackled. I don't know that was one of our better days from a tackling perspective. Um, individual matchups, you know, they won their fair share tonight, you know. And uh, we got the guy, we're all over the guy a lot of times, and the guy outruns us or breaks the pocket. Um, you know, I think that when we look at it, we're going to see a combination of things, right? We're going to see a lot of. Uh, things that we can do better uh, schematically. I think we're going to see things that we can do fundamentally better. And I think that we're going to be opportunities for guys to make plays. And it's going to be a combination of all those things. I do not think it's one thing or the other. I think it's a combination of all those things. And, um, you know, ultimately, we, with the things that we can control um, from a coaching perspective, the things that we can do better, we need to do those things better. So. But um, you know, I, I think that we're gonna we're gonna be sick when we watch this tape. That's what I can tell you. 
When, when, uh, hey, Billy, I'm presuming the penalty on Javon was for the finish of the hit, not the start. You know, how, how do you coach that, and, and what are six foot seven dudes supposed to do? Yeah. You know, I, I think um, you're trying to get me here. Um, I think we'll, there'll be some opportunity to teach there. You know, it's a very judgment, you know, it's a judgment call. It's bang, bang. The guy felt like it was unnecessary roughness on the quarterback, right? So uh, we didn't get a replay of it. I wasn't able to see it, so it probably wouldn't be right for me to comment on it. And certainly, uh, you know, I mean, officiate wasn't an issue tonight. Wasn't an issue tonight. I mean, heck, um, you know, I think they, they let them play tonight. That's what I would say, right? And that's what I always want them to do, let them play, right? So uh, that's a – we got great – a great crew, great, great people there. So there'll be some things there. We'll ask for feedback. Um, when we get to the tape, we'll be able to coach them better based off the feedback, just like we do every week. All right, how about this one, Shane? Speaking a little inconsistent here, Ole Miss 48, Auburn 34. <laughs> if you just if you didn't watch the game, man, it was pretty wild. I mean, Ole Miss jumped out to a 21-0 lead. You're thinking, oh, this is going to be the week. This is going to be the week we fire Brian. He's horrible. They're going to get blown out. Uh, they Robbie Ashford, I mean, they, he was playing so horribly they had to bench him, and then he missed a series. Then he came out red hot. That mm-hmm. Auburn came roaring back so bad, Shane, that Lane Kiffin, and this was a hell of a call, but midway in the third, they got they had to settle for a field goal. We know how Lane hates kicking them field goals. And then he calls for a surprise onside kick up only seven midway through the third. They get it, and they score a touchdown on that ensuing drive. That was basically the ball game. But, hey, that's genius if it works. If it doesn't, you look like a damn fool. So, Lane Kiffin, <laughs> call of the week right there. I mean, he's he's on a heater right now. We got to give it to him. 18 drives in this game, Shane, only two punts. This was wild back and forth. Ole Miss rushed for 448 yards. Yeah, but Auburn rushed for three hundred and one. Both teams four for four in the red zone. Both scored twenty four in a red zone. And how about this, Shane Jackson Dart? I mean, he's just he's improving week to week. But it's he's it's hard to get a read on him. Nine of nineteen, one hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Although that that interception was on Mingo, was not on him. But only three of nine. For 24 passing yards in the second half, I mean that's not going to win you many games outside of an Auburn SEC game. Um, Think about that nine nine completions, three of them touchdowns. So I read it like you know every third pass is a TD. Maybe darts onto something here. He's just hitting the mark. You know what? Oh, I tell you, man, it was a rushing attack. That anybody that wanted to run the ball at Ole Miss was, I think, had a hundred yards in this game. It was that that was one thing. It was good to see Auburn finally get their running game going. It seems like if Auburn's going to win any games, yeah. that's one thing that they struggle. If you can stop them from running, you you win the game. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying Ashford was going to win this thing with his arm or anything, but it felt like it did open up opportunities downfield in, in key situations, and that's why they were able to kind of hang around the old Miss game here. Yeah, and I will say this, Shane. I mean, I don't think any Auburn fan is too excited about this or anything, but – this is a team that I thought would have been given up long ago and just yeah. 
you know, they know the season's in the toilet. I mean, hell, this may be a four-win team by the end of the year. They're fighting hard for Brian Harson. They're they're just yeah. they're lacking a lot of uh, pl- quality players, a lot of difference makers. Uh, the quarterback is, is, I mean, it's just a disaster about half the time. Robbie Ashford, promising player, but clearly, you know, f- forced into action due to injuries, not yet ready for the big spotlight. But he, you know, he flashes, he makes plays from here to there. But I, you know, again, I got to hand it to this this team. Uh, I think I was telling you at one point in the ball game, Shane Tank, he had like 42 yards rushing, and mm-hmm. Auburn as a team had like 36 yards total in the game. Like, like it doesn't <laughs> it's, it's it doesn't even make sense what's going on on the Auburn sideline. But they're they're at least again they're not quitting, uh, but they're going up against a red hot Ole Miss team. And I know Ole Miss is sitting here, Shane. They're seven and zero in the top ten. I still don't know what the hell this team is. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. the, the back half of their schedule is so absolutely loaded. I'm not sitting here saying they can't win out and, and hell for those fans. I hope they do. But we're going to find out for real over the next month who <laughs> Ole Miss is. Right now they're in sole possession of the West. You literally can't do any better than that. Uh, but I don't, I don't have any confidence right now that they're going to win that division. What, let me ask you that. What's your confidence level? That Ole Miss holds on, maybe not even go undefeated. You know, you, you, you could still drop a game potentially and still win the West. Depend, you got to beat Alabama, I, I assume, in that scenario. But yeah, what's your confidence level that, that Ole Miss gets that done? Very low, Mike. I, I and it's, you know, I've, I've come across as an Ole Miss hater, and I'm not. You know, coming into the season, we knew that they were going to look really good mm-hmm. based off their schedule, and then you know, shit got real around Kentucky. But I think they're doing better than I expected. Mm -hmm. But like you said, the back half of the schedule is is nothing to to overlook. In fact, let me read it to you here. We're at LSU. Mm -hmm. We're at Texas A&M. You got Bama at home. You got – you're going out to Arkansas. And then you got Mississippi State uh, for the Egg Bowl. So, I mean – if if he can make it through that gauntlet and only lose one game, mm-hmm. potentially two, I still think it's a success. I think it's a fantastic season for Ole Miss. But that's there's that's a lot of ifs, man. I mean, even LSU, the way they're playing right now, it's going to be a tough, tough matchup. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what time is that game? Have they come out with it yet? Um, I think it's the CBS game. I mean, shit, Mike. I mean, it's going to get uh, – that's oh, – oh, no, man. Ole Miss. I think we learned more about Ole Miss this week than we than – we, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of hard to judge. And nothing against Kentucky, but I, I felt like Rodriguez was, was in the swing of things. Yeah. You know, uh, Will, Will wasn't 100% either. Obviously, he you know, after that game, he wasn't able to, to dress out. Right. So, I, I, I still think that – it's hard to judge Ole Miss off that one. I think we can judge them after this after this LSU game. I think we can honestly find out if they're real or not, the real deal. And and I'm I'm just hesitant to pull the trigger. The record doesn't lie. Lane Kiffin doesn't lie. And I hate it, Ole Miss fans. I I, I apologize. I'll I'll eat my words after you, if you crush the the LSU Tigers. But I need to see it one more week. Lane, now, just based on kind of eye test, what was kind of your level of concern about uh, defense coming in, coming out of this one? You know, Auburn scoring 34, I believe that's 14 more than their average. Um, yeah, 
you know, obviously that was not up to our standards, um, no matter who's in there. You know, our, unfortunately, our best player tried to go. Um, you know, arguably our best player <laughs> from an impact standpoint in Cedric and wasn't able to, to play at all. Um, not making any excuses, but um, so guys got to step up like we tell them. This is the middle of the season. You're going to have injuries. And obviously, we did not tackle well again uh, this week and a ton of explosive runs. So, you know, I guess, like I said, they announced, you know, we got lightning within eight miles of here. And I said, well, we ain't got any run defense within eight miles of here. So <laughs> I was like, maybe we'll have 30 minutes to go figure it out. Could you kind of take us through uh, the decision to go for the onside kick in the third quarter? What did you see? And then um, how big of a play did that end up being? Because you guys capitalized on it and scored. Yeah, I mean, huge play uh, for the players to make the play. Something on film and um, Coach Biagi had done a great job finding it. We practiced it all week. And, you know, just had said if, if we were struggling in the game, um, you know, and it was going back and forth, even though that wasn't maybe what people anticipated in the game, you know, high scoring type of game that, you know, let's do it. And I think we'd just run an 11 play drive. And so think about that when you get it, now they're back on the field again. And so I think they ended up playing 20 straight snaps uh, of defense. So I'm really glad the players made it and obviously impact the game um, a lot. But again, they don't work all the time if the players don't make the plays. Speaking of not really needing another week to to judge them. Shay Georgia goes <laughs> beats Vanderbilt fifty five to zero. This is the first shutout of the SEC season in a conference game. Of course, uh, we're back to this. Looked like Georgia. We expect this looks like Georgia mm -hmm. number one. Vanderbilt's now lost twenty four SEC games in a row. Georgia came right out the gate. Shane first five possessions scored four touchdowns. How about this? Mm -hmm. Thirty first downs for Georgia, only ten for Vanderbilt. Total yards, 579 for Georgia, 150 for Vandy. Stedson got him some touchdown. That was nice to see that little uh, – you know, he went a couple games without him. But they, we even mm -hmm. got the backup in here, Shane. Carson Beck, 8 of 11 for 98 yards. This was a pick-your-score type ball game. Not going to learn yeah. a ton from Georgia, but what I really love to see is no issues, no hiccups. Didn't even need – Brock Bowers could have, uh, you know, taking a bye week here it right. didn't even need him in this one that's how dominant georgia was in this 55 to 0 win and now you want to talk about things getting real for old miss things are about to heat up for them georgia yeah. bulldogs you know what well you know you say but there were some there were some damn hits in this game mike there was a few uh stetson in particular took one on the sideline and i was like golly maybe we shouldn't have him in there so <laughs> beck came out the next series i think uh, i think i think kirby saw the same thing i did but one thing i loved about georgia in this game was how aggressive they were yeah. both on offense and defense and i think that's in preparation to what they got coming down the the slate here because like you said you got florida tennessee mississippi state kentucky i mean <laughs> 
That's four. We're going to, all them Georgia fans like, why don't you talk about us? Well, we're going to be talking about you this week because this is when it kicks off. I think what decides if, if these guys are going to win another national championship or not, mm-hmm. but they looked the part. They absolutely looked the part against Vanderbilt. Anything that Vandy tried to do, they shut it down quickly. They could have easily just turned around and hand off the ball and, and just went to town. But I, I found them, and I don't know if you noticed it, but it felt like they were trying to find some more dynamic weapons on that on that roster. And and I think that's important because you're going to need them the next coming weeks. Right. And it's like I said, I mean, it was, it was kind of like a bye week for some key players because they, they knew they didn't mm-hmm. need them in this game. So, yeah, and to your point, I mean, this is going to sound very disrespectful and I'm, I'm not meaning it to be, but, I mean, for Georgia, like Vanderbilt and Kent State is the same damn thing. And they, I don't want to say no showed against Kent State, but they just let them hang around. Now we're a month later and same kind of deal. And instead of letting them hang around, just completely, completely suffocated them and obviously shut them out and did whatever the hell they wanted. Every It was 14 points in the first quarter, 14 points in the second quarter, 14 points in the third quarter. And then they busted through and got 21 in the fourth. I mean, they just never took their foot on the gas. Didn't matter if it was the first, second, or third. I remember the final score. You're like, I don't know if I know a damn player. George is out there. But it's like, yeah, because they. I mean, they're that far down the roster, and they're still doing what they want at will at Vanderbilt. Very, very impressive win for the Georgia Bulldogs. This is the Georgia we expected after that first couple games of the season. You know what? Absolutely, man. Kirby, some of the guys said they had a really good week of practice this week. What did you see from them this week and what allowed them to be so uh, successful today and look like the offense we saw earlier in the year? Well, they had good focus during the week. We had good practices Tuesday, Wednesday. I told the team that afterwards. I thought the maturity in terms of practicing physical and not 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 worrying about who you play, but just have good practices. That does not always equate to playing well. But sometimes you peak too early during the week, and I was worried about that because I thought Wednesday was – Man, we got after it Wednesday and had a really good practice um, and had a good practice Tuesday, too, and played well today. Kirby, what did you think about special teams? Similarly, your, your schedule, you can't control what the schedule is. It is what it is, but it's, for whatever reason, it ended up being backloaded this year, so everything that's in front of you is a lot of ranked teams. Mm-hmm. Down there. How well do you feel like your guys have are set for this run that they're about to have to go on after the Again, after I, Chip, I'm worried about tomorrow, man. I'm not looking down at that run because you start looking at that run and you, 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 you get – you get caught up. Like I'm, I'm looking solely at one thing. It's not Florida. It's not anybody else. It's us. And I'm going to dig, chew, claw to get every player on our roster better because one of those guys is going to be counted on to, to, to make a play in a, in, a, in a tough game. All right, final one here, Shane. Great win. Season-saving win here for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Go on the road. Beat BYU 52-35. How about this, Shane? Arkansas, 644 yards of total offense. They ran 82 plays, Shane. They got 34 first downs. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they they did literally whatever they want. And, and here's maybe the most impressive stat, Shane. The final drive of the game, Arkansas went 16 plays, 73 yards. But here's what stands out. 
10 minutes and two seconds off the clock. <laughs> I mean, this is what you anticipate. When an SEC team, I don't care where this damn game, they could play it on the moon, they could play it in yep. the mountain, whatever it is. This is what they should do to BYU, and this was a banged-up Arkansas team. The defense, you know, they they had some issues, I'm not going to lie, but this is what a, <laughs> an SEC offense, a Sam Pittman-built offense should look like against a, a BYU team. KJ bounce back performance, 367 yards passing, five touchdowns. Shane, my goodness, he he had one of the most outstanding individual efforts you're gonna see, ever see. Shrugging three guys off him, threw it down to to Trey Knox for a huge gain. Rocket Sanders, 175 yards and two touchdowns, still leads the SEC in rushing. I'm giving my man KJ Jefferson Shane comeback player of the week. <laughs> Arkansas, this again, this saved your season. Mike, if you like offense, this was your game. If you love defense, you sh- probably shouldn't have watched it because <laughs> <laughs> as good as K.J. Jefferson was and, and these Razorbacks, their defense was quite the opposite. <laughs> I mean, it was it was almost like pick your score on both sides of the uh, – of, but one of my favorite – I want to say, you know, I was telling you that uh, Anthony Richardson had a hell of a play, but, you know, mm-hmm. the play of the ga- – the play of the weekend – for me, other than that Tennessee kick, <laughs> was easily KJ Jefferson right before half. Yeah. I just, I mean, you you thought he was going to get sacked three times there, and then all of a sudden he was able to find Knox. It was just, you got to watch that. It was easily one of the best plays of the weekend. Mike, by the way, my camera is no longer working. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to go get the backup battery, and I just realized I had it upside down. So that has not been charging the entire <laughs> evening. So apologize for that. Um, but but yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the KJ we were seeing early in the season. You know what? I mean, yeah. against Cincinnati, against South Carolina, he was taking over and dominating. He obviously got a little banged up. Now he's back to full health. Well, I don't, I don't know if he's fully – he got banged up. He got another stinger in this one. But now they, the great thing, Shane, they got a bye week, and then they face Auburn. So it's – you know, of any SEC West team, no disrespect to Auburn, that's the one – if you're going to face one, that's the one you want to get. So a real, yeah. real chance here for some momentum. You, you did hit on it. I mean, my, my goodness, we got to kind of like coach around the defense we got to work with at this point in time. You may have to outscore some people, but if KJ's firing like he is in this one, if the ground game's going like it was in this one, again, we said it time and time again, you're going to be competitive if not win out. I mean, that, that may yeah. be too bold with this defense, but hell, look at it this way, Shane. I mean, it was doom and gloom a, a week ago. If mm-hmm. if Arkansas wins out, again, that is far from a guarantee at this point in time. But if they do, they're going to have more wins this season in the regular season than they even had last season. And, hell, we were yeah. ready to fire this guy, fire that guy. <laughs> fire. I mean, we just got to calm down here for a second, people. I mean, that there's still a lot to play for if you're the Arkansas Razorbacks. And it it had to start on Saturday, and it did. You know what? Absolutely, and and just goes to show when KJ is healthy, this team can can beat anybody. Right. And if they, if he's not, I mean, the Arkansas is ran through KJ Jefferson right now, mm-hmm. and you saw when when given an opportunity, and if he's at the top of his game, they literally go out here to BYU, and he just it's like in a backyard, just throwing up the. I mean, it just it was just. 
a fun offensive showing. This defense, obviously, again, lacking, but who cares? All, all that matters is you've got more points. You, you stop the downward spiral. Arkansas needed this game, Mike. They needed a bounce back. They needed a, a pick-me-up. BYU fans came out, and they were ready to, to, to beat an SEC. They were ready to do the old SEC champ, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know how they do? Like, every, like if they're beating an SEC, they were waiting. They had their cigars ready, but they did not get to use it out there, and that was well, a lot I would to do say, with. Shane, I think the vast majority of the people there, they do not smoke uh, any kind of tobacco of any kind. Oh, no, no. I was thinking like, yeah, I was thinking like those <laughs> those skeleton bones, you know, oh, yeah, and you act I like you're you. cool. <laughs> <laughs> this was a dry, this was yeah. a dry game. Aside yeah, you can only act like you're smoking it so long that it starts melting and making a mess, so then you just eat it. So, yeah, that's what they did. They ate it, buddy. Arkansas came out here, and they did it. They they needed this. This The fan base needed this. Now they can get back. Well, they got to buy now, right? Right. Um, so they can work on some of these ailments and, and, and come back and hit, like you said, hit the back half of this schedule and walk away with more wins this year than you did last. Every year you're improving. Mm-hmm. You know, did it go exactly as planned? Did the season kind of fall a little bit? Absolutely. But you have an opportunity to win out and, and come away uh, with with a, a 10-win season. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of KJ rebounding? A little, little shaky start. They had a long I, I didn't I didn't see it. I mean, I, I thought he played fantastic, Tom, you know. Uh, I think you might be might be talking about you know his runs weren't going very good early, but uh, I think I think BYU said we're not going to let him run the football. They were holding back their linebackers on the weak side, and and uh, uh, but um, our running backs had a good day running the football. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, I thought it was really good. You know, when you don't play for a week and. But we were fortunate that he practiced all week, you know, practice on Monday and all those things. So and I was real proud of him. He's fine, by the way. He had a stinger. Uh, he's fine. He could have went back in the game. At that point, there was really no need to go back in the game. And and uh, uh, BYU had a nice goal line stand there at the end. But uh, really uh, proud of, of KJ. You know, the third down play, Tom, before half, I've, I have no idea how – how he got out of that and how he made that play and big that was another probably the second biggest play of the game and of course us going 12 for 15 and third down was I mean 75 percent in third down is incredible so I think that's what it is or is that 80 12 or 15 come on all right Shane hey last thing we always like to hit on the the opening lines via Circa Sports and we don't have a ton of games, believe it or not, Shane, because the teams are on by uh, Tennessee, basically on a bye playing UT Martin. So we don't have a line for that. But we do have four conference matchups this weekend. Or, excuse me, next weekend in the SEC. And we've got the top four teams in the SEC West going head to head. So it's going to be a heck of a week, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a week that is going to play a, a major role in determining the SEC West. But let's start with the uh, only SEC East matchup we got here, Vanderbilt at Missouri. What do you think the opening line is at? Mm. Uh, Give me Mizzou Mm -hmm. minus 10. 16. I I was a little surprised by that one. 
Okay. Okay. Now, how about this one, Shane? Both of these teams coming off a bye. Texas A&M at South Carolina. And the, the Aggies have, I don't believe they've ever lost to South Carolina as SEC foes here. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a trophy involved here. Uh, <laughs> give me give me Texas A&M minus 13. Four. How about that? Ooh. I mean, no respect for Jimbo Ooh. and company. How about that? Ooh. That's interesting, isn't it? If they lose to South Carolina, does he get fired? Just kidding. All right. Sorry. No, we're not piling up on the Aggies. They didn't even play, and we're already talking shit about them. So, hey, we, stop it. We are not. We are not. Okay. Yeah. Mississippi State at Alabama. Again, number two versus number four in the SEC West. Oh, man. Alabama's angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Bama minus 17. 23. Okay. All right. I guess they're, you know, they're, they're thinking Mississippi State on the road, no showed. If they play like they did last week, they'll they'll lose by fifty. But if they oh, if, yeah. if they play up to their standard, hell, this this could be a ball game. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, final one. This is probably the game of the week here, Shane. Ole Miss at LSU. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Ole Miss minus six, two. Oh, I told you it's going to be a hell of a game, Mike. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> Dad, we got a ball game here. You know what? Absolutely. I knew it was going to be a coin toss. I just thought Vegas would have said, oh, Ole Miss, you know. But no, right. they know what's up. This is going to be a tough fought, tough fought battle. Yeah, and I just think the way that Ole Miss is built, again, we're not trying to pile on. You're undefeated. You're first place. You, yeah. You've earned that. But just uh-huh. the way they're built, Shane, they're, 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 they're ground and pound. Mm-hmm. And the defense, which was – they were hellacious to start. You know, they're yeah. they're cracking a little here. So, uh-huh. again, that's not to discredit any of your accomplishments. But what that does mm-hmm. say, particularly on the road, is you're probably not going to blow anyone out. Yeah, th- These are going to be tight yeah. ball games the rest of the way. I hope for your sake you win every damn one of them. But you're probably going to have to do it by three points or less. You know what? I tell you too, man. Lane Kiffin hates LSU. It's not. It's, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like there was opportunities they had a chance to pick him up, and yeah. he. So you know he is. He's going to kind of like that old uh, Vandy game, just getting those extra points. If they do get ahead, <laughs> do take the over, man, because Ole Miss is just going to run up that score if they can. Yeah. All right. Hey, brother. Hey, we went a little bit long here, so let's wrap this thing up. You got anything else before you uh, get some rest so you can get on that walking trail for day two? <laughs> oh, shit, man. Five o'clock comes early, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I am again, uh, just all the, all the support, you know, we've, we've been doing this for a long, long time, Mike, and, and our listeners have turned into family and, and, uh, you'd be amazed at how many messages I've got from, from folks that don't even follow Tennessee that, that were just reaching out and saying congratulations because they knew how much it meant. That's what, that's what this is about, Mike. We we're all cousins. We're all family. And, and, you know, I just, I don't know. It, it meant a lot to me because, uh, you know, it was a, it was a big moment for for us, and uh, 
So anyway, enough of that soft stuff. I just wanted to get that out there and, and let everybody know I appreciate it. And I did get a lot of support on the walking trail. So uh, I will be out there day two. Remember, I'm just doing 100 days of this thing. So I've already Googled it. And I think it's January 23rd when this thing is. So it's going to be nice and, it's nice and cold outside <laughs> by the time I finish. But hey, Nick Saban, if he gets me in shape, I guess it's worth it. So, uh, But I, I appreciate everything that you've done uh, coming down here and, and working extra hard to get that emergency podcast out and then you're back to nashville and setting up show here mike that that you know if if this show wouldn't exist without without your effort so i appreciate you man yeah i appreciate that brother and i I appreciate i get like you said all the feedback everyone's been pretty positive and it it, it has been great to see so many people comment hell i don't give a damn about tennessee but (laughs) i'm happy for you boys out there after the big weekend so and and that's kind of what it is all about so that was fantastic to see and man great great weekend of watching football i'm hopeful this next weekend just as good for the rest of y'all but uh, that is going to do it for this episode of the show we appreciate you as always and we'll see you on the next one all right see you guys how about them balls baby (laughs) 